it is Saturday evening, and we are here for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm the immortal enemy of Zachary Perkins, Jacob Craig. And tonight, <laughs> our guests coming to us from Aquarius Productions. You know them as our sponsor. They've been our sponsor for a few months now, man. They've been great for us. Uh, we've got Daltanius in the house. Yes. What's up, brother? How's it going? How's it going, everybody? <laughs> so, man, I know you're a solo musician. You work with Aquarius Productions. Uh, what you got? Uh, what you got going on right now, man? What you been busy with lately? Uh, aside from <clears throat> uh, college, I think it's like one more semester, or this is my final semester till my senior year. So yeah. that'll be dope. College. I'm a dropout, dude. You damn kids in your college. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, aside from that, just been, uh, you know, making music. Uh, I'm having a song released on the 5th of next month through Bentley Records, who, fortunately, I just uh, spoke with Luca Days, the owner of Bentley Records, and he uh, gave me an extension on my contract, which was super dope. It's non-exclusive contract, which means that I could sign with, like, anybody else. I mostly, uh, before I did anything with them, I would um, distribute my music through uh, DistroKid which was nice and it's it's cool and aside from that just doing uh, a lot of videography work i've been doing a lot of work with uh chaz singleton anytime he needs a hand i've been kind of uh, working under him that's astro clown Productions. Mm-hmm. shout out to, uh, to chaz he's a, a fantastic director yeah i've we met chaz just... a couple times oh yeah he's a great guy man he lives like right down the road for me too it's dope yeah. so <laughs> anytime he uh is what like me and him usually just like watch the UFC fights together, which you know, hey, there's UFC fights tonight. So, oh, is there? Oh, yeah. But uh, we just got done, I think like was it like two weeks ago? I don't know. Uh, I uh wrote and produced a music video with Chaz as the director for a local artist, uh, Harlequin Soul, he's a rapper, and that was uh a whole lot of fun. It's a it's long days, I thought it'd be uh a tad bit more fun. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Surprisingly, it's a full day thing, especially when you time it out and you have uh, considerations like lighting. Like if you have night shots, day shots, you have to time everything out. And there's also the editing aspect of it that you also have to time out. Um, you know, when you look at music videos, that is just the the finished product is a fraction of what really occurred that day. I know. That, so. <laughs> Trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks it's fun and games until you get on set doing something and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. I, I started off just picking stuff up and putting stuff down, and that was uh, that was initially my gig. But then I kind of got into it myself, and uh, I, uh, me and Zach bought a camera, and uh, been, I filmed a music video for a local rapper in Biloxi. Uh, and that was a whole lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. It's just a lot of work too. So I was actually going to talk to you guys. Cause uh, I talked to the guys in my band falls from grace and we want to make a video. And I had a really good idea for the vi- for a video to do because yeah, I, I brought this up last month. What's that? I said, yeah, you brought this up last month with the pro wrestlers, right? Did I? Yeah, you did. I don't but remember. Say it again. I'm old, Please. man. Shut up. Just yeah, let no, me no, go. go ahead. <laughs> I want to do it where um, we're in the middle. Uh, because you, have you ever heard of Diamond Championship Wrestling around here? Uh, I actually just recently saw an advertisement for uh, for some wrestling event. I know they did one at like uh, what, yeah. what, like the Frugal's parking lot or yeah. some shit recently. Is that it? Is that yeah, it? They, they've been around oh, okay, here for right a on. while. They, they travel the mm. southeast and... Uh, um, I was thinking, like, what if we had a video where 
we're the, as the band we're playing in the middle of the ring and just have a bunch of wrestlers like beating the shit out of each other around us while we play the song. That'd be excellent and probably pretty easy to uh, work out as well. You know, like have you guys like walking down the the yeah. hallway or the aisle to get to the uh, stage and then yeah. have it, like to build up and then playing in the middle of the ring while they're like wrestling around you. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Yeah, that'd be the Dude, shit. You could you could end the song like end the video with like getting a really cheap like old canvas bass drum and have someone's head just go through flying <laughs> through the bass drum yeah. and then you guys just get up and leave. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd I be. I volunteer a... my head, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I just heard recently about uh, how they do uh, the the wrestling around here. I've also heard of like the little people wrestling that they've yeah. been doing. <laughs> Yeah. Like none of this shit has ever like uh, come to my attention once, and I've lived it's, down here. It's pretty okay. big, man. They do it a lot in Jackson County. Uh, you mm. should go to the next one they do at the. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place right next to the YMCA and uh, across from the Juke Joint in Ocean Springs. They do it there like once a month at uh, the it's like the youth center or whatever. It's a pretty big like gymnasium, and dude, these guys are crazy. They're like flying off the top ropes and like killing each other with like chairs and tables and it's like real <laughs> wrestling like wrestling like the way you want it to be and you're just like holy crap this is awesome is it like the old like vhs backyard wrestling yes. where they like fall on tacks and Dude, shit it's like, like that? it's like <laughs> the wwe like in the old days like back in the like late 70s early 80s like <laughs> yeah. they have wrestlers with like you know personas they're not just like mm. you know jim smith to the ring like it's it's like actual like you know, they got Koloff, who's like, you know, <laughs> like the the Russian guy. And then they have, Isn't he a communist? You know, huh? Isn't he a communist? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But it's yeah. awesome. You got to go. It's like the most fun you can have for like 12 bucks. Yeah. Somebody know? hit me up like the other day uh, and said, hey, there's wrestling going on in the Frugal parking lot. I think it was like yeah. a couple weeks back. And I was like, I was in my head. I just pictured like a fight, you know, like just some yeah. weird white trash brawl in the Frugal parking lot or some shit. And I was like, nope, I got to be there. No, and we put were... those on here in Bankweave. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Been, I actually uh, was going to, I'm trying to get Cole off on the show here because he's like the big, you know, the big draw. For uh, Diamond Championship Wrestling, because he, you know, he's like totally the persona of like, you know, the communist Russian, and like everybody boos him, and he loves it, and he like, yeah. <laughs> like my friend's little girl will hold up a sign that says like, you know, boo Koloff, and he'll like rip the sign and throw it at her. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not throwing stuff at little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I had recently been uh, watching. Have y'all ever heard of Rough and Rowdy? It's like uh, I think Bill Burr hosts it sometime. It's like uh, like under amateur boxing events where they just get like random people to sign up (laughs) for it, and they do like awesome. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. They do like uh, like storylines with that as well, where it's like uh, older brother versus younger brother. Wow, me and Jacob could fight one another, dude. Let's sign up and beat the hell out of one another. (laughs) Yeah, I've honestly thought about doing it just for fun. Dude, I would love to do that, man. How, do you remember Bully Beatdown? That's kind of what oh, it's yeah, like. Yeah, where yeah. it's like, some, yeah, like yeah. someone's bully signs up to fight a professional MMA fighter because they think they can take them, and then they just get yeah. their ass kicked Ooh. by a professional MMA fighter. Yeah, and they like lose money for every like takedown or submission and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, they count um, me out, buddy. 
<laughs> so you you mentioned the videography and everything that you do. Uh, we've I've seen interviews where where Zach Perkins is talking. Obviously, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know if it's <laughs> true or not or real or not. But um, yeah. he he makes it sound like you know your specific uh, duties as far as Aquarius goes is actually like you're the mastermind behind mixing the music. He says that you're the guy that that really knows what. Uh, what to do as far as mixing music goes is is there any truth to that or is he just full of shit oh he's full of shit, <laughs> full of shit? I, I figured no i i uh i i do a lot of mixing uh audio mixing you know music and shit uh and i've recently been doing video mixing I do like davinci resource and shit it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it i mean i've been doing like video mixing or like video editing for a long time just like you know fucking around and stuff but i've always like uh been uh big on music mixing like i have like two albums of just beats that i made awesome man and uh i've mixed vocals for plenty of people and it's always a blast i have melodyne studio 5 it's like a 800 dollar uh kind of like manual tune not auto tune but manual tune where you really go into the vocal so if somebody records something on a microphone goes on the computer i record it onto melodyne and then i can really go into each note and separate it and make harmonies or whatever so yeah i have a lot of fun with it awesome so I, I all my own vocals and uh and yeah i always have like a blast doing it it's like probably what i like the video editing and the filmmaking probably more because it's newer to me and it's just something for me to like latch on to and really learn as much as i can about it because I, I like fixate on shit yeah. until I drain it dry and then I just throw it away and then do something else. <laughs> I guess you could call me kind of fickle with it. That's how but, I uh, am. I'm way more into the editing aspect of mm. things like music editing, video editing, like, cause that's actually what I was going to go to college for at one point was just to be a uh, film editor. Like that's mm. what I wanted to do. Cause for some reason, like with my uh, ADD or, or anxiety or whatever, it's like when I'm editing something, like I can laser focus and like the rest of the world just goes away. So that's kind of my favorite thing in the world to do is just edit stuff. Yeah, I'll be stuck in the studio for like hours a day whenever I'm not busy, just grinding out editing as much as I yeah. can. And for me, it was always more about, at first it was entertainment. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but eventually it has to become a little bit more practical. So with music, I liked singing. I liked uh, playing music. But... Uh, what's more practical is like, would I rather be the guy being recorded or would I rather be the guy recording people? Would I rather be the guy on film for a music video or would I rather be the guy behind the camera or behind the desk editing? You know, it's about kind of like, a, what's more practical for me? And if I like something and I can't, I'd rather not pay for it. I'd rather do it myself, you right. know? So it just really always comes down to what's most practical and how to arrange all that. So. Well, if you decide to become a music producer, that's where the money is anyway. Yeah, right? That's where Practical all the money is. Money. <laughs> would I rather be paying money to make a mu to be in a music video, or would I rather be paid money to make a music video? Yeah. Would I rather pay money to have my vocals mixed, which is a shit ton of money? Like, I've looked up prices in New Orleans and stuff at the recording studios down there. It's, like, fucking ridiculous. Or would I rather be the person just who can mix my own shit and mix other people's shit for money? Yeah. So it's about what's most practical. And you learn skills at the same time yeah so it's a win-win brought that up too man there are a lot of producers out there who aren't even musicians right like they yeah. they really don't care if if what they're doing is affordable because they know that someone's going to pay for it because they have no other option 
Right. So I mean, you are you are entertainers producing for entertainers. Yeah. You know, so like, have, you know, have you kind of you know taken that into consideration when competing with these bigger guys? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just like to the point you just made. Uh, I've been in studios before, and I've worked with people who aren't uh, entertainers and they aren't musicians, and they really just don't give a fuck about you when you step in their studio. They care about what's in your wallet. That's yeah. it. They don't give a shit. I, I've known people who have paid like ridiculous amounts of money for uh, audio mixing or audio editing, and it be shit. And I'd be able to do it in like an hour better. And there's no excuse for that unless that they're being ripped off, which I suspect that in a lot of cases. It's one of those things where I know how to do something you don't. So I'm going to kind of half-ass it and you're still going to pay me the full price. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the whole mechanic <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? They're just going to fuck you over. Absolutely. So, so I think and it's more beneficial for artists, entertainers to be able to not only uh, work together, but to use all of our expertise and uh, techniques with like what we know how to do to build all of uh, each other up instead of you know you just go to some weird fucking trailer in the kiln and uh yeah. you know do like a <laughs> do like a two hour long recording session and then that be that and you pay a shit ton of money and it come out eh, all right yeah that yeah. sounds too specific to not come from personal experience it is it does come from personal experience Oh, so, I've, I've I've had quite a few experiences going in studios with producers who really don't give a shit. <laughs> and, no, but I've had some really good producers too. Like you know, we've you get what you pay for too. Like you know, we a long time ago recorded a song that we paid a producer ten thousand dollars for two days worth of work. And like, shit. If, you, if you can get it, it's good. It's good money mm. uh, if you're good at your job. You know, because that, right. that's really like there's more to producing than most people think of, because not only, you know, you actually become part of the songwriting process as a mm -hmm. good producer, because you know what's going to sound good. You know what's going to work on the radio or whatnot, what's going to hit as a single. Um, you may have ideas for, you know, a verse or a chorus or a beat or like change, you know, basically just saying maybe you should play this part a little faster or play it a little slower. Like you really dive into the songwriting process and you make it sound as best as possible. And if you can kind of hit that formula where you get a couple of hits under your belt, I mean, not even really hits, just songs that do really well, you know, you can make quite a good uh, uh, living for yourself, you know, being an engineer producer. Right. And that's kind of the thing, too. Uh, it's like, you know, you could be a singer and not really have an ear for music you yeah. know like you could like have yeah. a singer step into a studio and the producer's gonna do all the fucking work because yeah. the singer is just there to sing they just know how to sing well, and that's about it and the I... same goes for like even other people who play instruments and shit you know it's just you get, it's one of those things like you got it or you don't and you can learn yeah. it and shit but the producer is going to be doing most of the work but you also <laughs> have this... people you know that are, are good songwriters but can't sing their way out of a paper bag so <laughs> You can right, have a yeah. good relationship with, say, somebody that's mm -hmm. a great songwriter and know somebody that can sing well but can't write worth a shit and be mm -hmm. like, hey, write the, play this song by this person. And, like, all of a sudden you've got, like, a good mix on your hand of, of personalities and, and singing and music. And it's kind of like lightning in a bottle almost. Like, I really 
envy what you're doing because if I could go back in time, honestly, you know, 20 years ago when I still had good hearing, <laughs> I would have like gone to school to be an engineer and been a producer because that's, you know, that's the job you want, man. You want to get paid to come in, tell people what to do and, you know, mm. crank out some hits and, and make some money. And I love those kind of uh, gigs too, because it's one of those like hobbies or skills or talents or what have you that there's no end game to. You're never going to be an, you know, like you yeah. can call yourself an expert, but there's always more shit to learn. You're never going to be done. I'm sure it is the same in like, uh, you know, uh, directing, editing, uh, producing, uh, comedy. You know, you're like, you're never going to be like, okay, that's it. That's it for me. I'm as good as I'm ever going to get and wipe your hands clean of it. Well, just it. the technology changes, you know, almost every single day. Like I, I recorded albums back in the 90s when it was reel to reel tape you know, analog recordings and then move to DAT tape and then you move to digital and, and you go to uh, uh, Pro Tools and it's like it's a completely right. different world now within a span of like 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah, back like 30 years ago, I'd have to go to a fucking library <laughs> to yeah. figure out shit. Yeah. Nowadays I can just Google it and steal the damn thing myself. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a full-length portrait uh, painted by a local artist in the 1800s. So, you know, the technology just changes every day as far as cameras and just everything that happens. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about your music for a little bit, man, because I know you, before you uh, started Aquaries, are, of course, a, a fantastic solo musician. I listened to a lot of your music preparing for today's interview and you are an amazing singer songwriter man for sure I, I assume you write all your songs I, I mean I don't know what happens behind the scenes yeah but, I write it yeah yeah uh, just give us some some insight into you know where you kind of started with that and how did you get so good honing your your voice and your guitar skills so uh I've been playing music since 2005 I'd say my mom got me into uh just like rock and roll and that was like it. And then my sister, she was into like hip hop and my brother and my dad were into country music. So I kind of had like, you know, a trifecta of different genres of music that I would hear on a, a daily basis. And from there, I got a guitar and I learned how to play guitar. It was the first instrument I learned how to play. And from there, I just kind of like sang every now and then and played guitar at the same time. And I got a little bit more comfortable doing that. And then time went on. I was in a couple shitty bands. <laughs> You know, as I'm assuming a lot of musicians have been, <laughs> where you look back and you're like, oh, I keep cringing. You're like, oh, that was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> but you move on, you know. And uh, so. It's a rite uh, of passage. Every right, musician yeah. has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Hmm. Anywho. So, um, so over time, I kind of got into more of the digital aspect of it. And uh, which I've always like, when I was younger, I was like always like real fucking opposed to it. I was like, no, it should only be like real instruments and shit, like fuck digital stuff and like trap beats and pop beats and all that shit. And then I realized I was an ass because they actually just play live instruments live to do that. So it's whatever. And uh, over time, I just kind of, I've always been a singer for like as long as I can remember. And uh, my sister was a singer and then she would sing with me and she had vocal lessons and piano lessons and 
I kind of fed off that and me and her would sing together and she'd teach me different like I guess singing techniques and like lip rolls and all that shit to warm up your vocals. And lip rolls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you think. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean um I'd say in the past like three three or four years I've been really diving deep into uh making my own music and uh I mean, that's pretty much it. Just like uh, at, what came from that is because my shit sounded so bad when I sang into my microphone because I didn't know how to like audio edit and I didn't feel like paying anybody to help me. So I just kind of learned how to do it myself. So on like my album intent, I, I did all the uh, audio editing and stuff and I collaborated with uh, some producers for the beats and shit. And uh, it all worked out pretty well. That's great, man. Uh, when did you first meet? Uh, your compatriots in uh, Aquarius, Zach Perkins and Patty Dwyer. When did you guys first meet, and when did you decide to go into business together to start producing stuff? So uh, I've known Zach since uh, like what high school, right? Yeah, I think we met when you were. Hey, no one asked him. Just tell him to shut his fucking mouth. Uh, yeah, it was before I dropped out. I was like a, a sophomore or some shit. And uh, we met and we hung out and shit. We had like, you know, the same uh, shitty little group of friends. And uh, Patty, I met through him. And uh, oh, yeah, actually, he met Patty through me because I was doing my syncing music video at my house. That's right. And uh, I guess they hooked up then or some shit. I don't fucking know. (laughs) No, it's uh, your fault that you traumatized that poor girl. (laughs) Yeah, it's all my fault, dude. You can blame me. Poor Patty. (laughs) (laughs) but uh but uh me and zach were talking about it one day and we just kind of like we're just hanging out i think we might have been working on some music in my studio and we thought it'd be a cool idea because i mean i wasn't aware of how big the collaboration of artists were in biloxi at the time but just from like me being out here in waveland bay st louis there's like you know you have some uh you know like bar bands that play leonard skinnerd and shit and that's about fucking it. You know what I mean? And then you have some single artists, but it's all cover bands. And I'm, I like originality. I like original music more than I just like being at a bar or in some outing and just hearing somebody playing a cover. It's talent for sure. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of skill. I don't take anything away from that. But I just like uh, originality a little bit more because that's like songwriting, you know, like you were saying. So we figured like, hey, uh, why don't we try to collaborate with uh, artists down here? entertainers comedians whatever we can to really uh, get that going and i think that that idea really spawned from the sinking music video because at that music video we had like uh actors we had like makeup artists we had uh singers vocalists guitarists musicians we had all these people together and i was like why can't we just all work together into building something better uh down this way on the coast and that's kind of where that idea came from just trying to uh make good events promote them through video and uh, give everybody, give everybody an open space and a venue to uh, to showcase their talents, whether it's comedy or music or whatever. And as far as the music scene goes, I mean, I, I really feel like the uh, the music scene's starting to get uh, a pretty good shot in the ass lately, uh, especially over this way, uh, the Biloxi Ocean Springs area. There are so many bands now. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. been dry for like the past 10 years. And now like all these bands are popping up and it's great. 
that's what I was thinking. I didn't know if I was just blind to it the whole time or if it just came out of nowhere, but it's, it's incredible. It's, it's like, it's such an amazing thing to, uh, for artists to be able to be out there like this, like they've been doing lately. Like I've been seeing it, especially like in, uh, Biloxi Gulfport and Ocean Springs and all those areas. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause you know, the scene just, the music scene here just basically just died around 2012. No real reason. It just kind of ran out of steam. And then there was just nothing but like bar bands for like seven, eight years. And then all of a sudden, the last year or so, it's like all these bands start popping up. All these younger people are like wanting to play like rock music and, and play like play in bands and like learn in- instruments. I'm like, finally, rock is starting to like the young ones. The young ones are starting to discover the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it makes me happy for the future uh, of the Gulf Coast because, like you said, it seemed as if for a long time it went dry. Yeah. But now it's like fucking booming. Yeah. Like that it's last crazy. show. It's like every weekend. That last show we played, that big show at the Juke, man, all those bands that were there, like, you know, Northern Light Suplex and uh, Hissing Fetus, like, all those bands are good, like really, really good. And I'm just like, man, it's finally starting to crawl back to like, you know, where there's like good bands to go see now. Yeah. So I think the whole South is going through like an entertainment renaissance because, you know, in 2017, 2018, there was zero comedy scene in Mississippi. Absolutely no one, nowhere to do comedy, no one doing comedy. And now we have this whole, you know, multiple coalitions and multiple comics who you get some credits to their name and they can tour the country and and do well you know it's nice man it's really nice to know that the entertainment industry is really starting to come back a little bit especially here in the south man Mm -hmm. because you know there are so many people like we are known for our music man yeah like Mm -hmm. Right, Mississippi, right? It's the first place of American music. I mean, it (laughs) says it right on the sign when you come in the state. (laughs) It really does, like, make me, like, stoked to fucking see, like, a a really nice comedy scene down here. Because, like, I never once in my life ever seen a comedy scene down here. You know, we're still struggling with, like, every show I do, there's going to be someone in the audience that has never seen a comedy show before. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, there's really absolutely no reason for that, because no matter where you live you should be able to go out at night and see an amazing band and see an amazing comedian yeah well the one at uh was it like Lux, right uh when i saw you yeah that was my first ever yeah man it was awesome that that was a good one to do too because you know you have these guys fucking ryan adams was there he opened for gilbert godfried aj bell was there he's you know a don of the fucking new orleans scene cody calebra has credits to his name uh, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but uh, man, there's a lot of great people on that fucking show. Like those are the guys like that whole show lineup are guys that could tour the entire country and do well if they ever got the chance. Yeah. I feel the same way about the bands down here, dude. If Northern Light Suplex ever went out to L.A., yep. they could get a fucking contract. Those guys are amazing. Yeah, and they've been around they're for a few years. I mean, they, they, they're really the only band that was kind of carrying the torch there for a while here on the coast. And you know, they've been around for a while and they're a really good band too. Just surprises me that they've never attracted like label attention or anything, but I I guess like maybe now that the scene is coming back, I don't I don't know, maybe start getting some attention down here cuz I feel like the south is just blowing up. 
soon like soon oh. as everything starts opening back up, you know that New Orleans to Pensacola stretch is just going to be like an an entertainment hub, man. There's going to be bands, oh. comedians, everything you can think of. Like every single night of the week, there's going to be something to do somewhere. As it should be, because we have the venues for them. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, man. I just booked a a three day tour coming up at the yeah. end of May, man. From from Pensacola to here. Nice. It's going to start happening. But the the last question that I had, we're running out of time on the Zoom here. We got about five minutes. Uh, When can we expect, or or are you working on any new music from Daltanius? And where can people listen to that? Okay. Well, uh, so uh, on the fifth of next month, I'll be releasing my song uh, "Away," and that's going to be through Bentley Records. You can uh, you'll be able to hear that song on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. All Let bad. us know as soon as it drops, and we'll we'll uh, share it out on our social social media. If I can't, I can't. Sure. Can, 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 can. <laughs> your dentures, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> and I, at some point soon, I'd say in like probably by next month or so, uh, when I'll have a little bit more free time to be able to kind of finish everything up, I will be dropping uh, a new album as well. Sweet. So I'm excited for that. Excellent, man. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say? You know about yourself or Aquarius? Well, you got a little bit of time here at the end that you want the people to know. Uh, check me out on Spotify. Check out uh, Astro Clown Productions. He's the shit. He is. I think he just like worked with the Yin Yang Twins like two days ago or some shit in New Orleans. I nice. saw that. He's been working with like Choppa too in New Orleans. The dude's fucking busy as shit <laughs> all the time, and he grinds out. And he's been working on this for a long time, so he really deserves uh, the shout out. He's a, a a great director, a great producer. Uh, great editor so shout out to him for sure shout out knuckle nate in uh biloxi mississippi and shout out everybody on band lab i know they're gonna watch this at some point awesome there you <laughs> go man yeah you guys can follow aquarius on instagram and facebook go look up daltanius on facebook um do whatever you do do not look up zachary perkins on any platform <laughs> don't listen to him don't look at him yeah he's been in your background this whole time <laughs> whole show i'm not going to hold the background against you but you have the worst background of any of our guests he's saying he's saying that he's happy that you're here <laughs> and he misses you a lot <laughs> uh well we're coming up on the <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on the end. Jacob, you got anything you want to uh, pimp before we leave tonight? Uh, man, just join us. Uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but uh, tomorrow night, that's going to be Sunday the 25th. We are having our crossover episode with Burning the Set List. You can watch that on any of our social media or any of the Burning the Set List social media. And uh, man, just join us next Wednesday when we're going to be live with an, our last comedian of April Fool's Month. And then please join us all through the month of May where going to be sponsored by Aquarius, and we just picked up a very exciting new sponsor that's right we're going to have two sponsors because people are finally figuring out that it's super fucking cheap to sponsor this goddamn show <laughs> so we're going to pick up another sponsor in landmass comedy so we're going to shout out both of those guys oh. and in the month of may we are going to have two famous comic book artists and a perhaps the one of the best stand-up comedians on the planet today will be on the open micers podcast on May 19th. Yes. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Hmm. You just got to tune in next month, man. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. It but, is a big uh, one. Let's go ahead and get out of here. What do you say? 
If you would like to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmicers on Twitter and, of course, openmicerspodcast on uh, Facebook. And you're listening to this on Patreon. But if you get this later and you're listening to it in the regular feed, it's uh, ompodcast or openmicers.com. Openmicers.com. Take us straight to our Patreon. We'll see you next week.